This audio is recorded for Pro Wrestling Ponderings. That's Pro Wrestling Ponderings at PWPonderings.com. This audio was recorded by Charlie of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. You can find all of our podcasts and articles that we've written, dates for upcoming independent Chicago wrestling shows, recaps, and results for past independent Chicago wrestling shows on Two Heels and a Face.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we're just going to give you a quick little snack size recap here on freelance wrestling stained glass ceilings. It is only going to be your boy Charlie at Chuck underscore Colorado on Twitter today. Chris is not with me. He's taking care of business at his work during this fine this fine week in January 2018 that we have. And we're going to hop right into a recap of this show. It's a very fun show. Um, if you haven't noticed, Two Heels in a Face is not a place you come, not a wrestling podcast you come for, I guess you could say, up-to-the-minute updates <laughs> um, and breaking news. Um, this place, this show took place on January 12th, Friday, January 12th. So since that's taken place, you've probably or had your own recap done or maybe you were at the show and you know what happened or maybe you asked a friend and you already kind of know what happened like that's fine i think that listening to this podcast though you'll be able to pick up some new insight some new conversations some new observations uh that you can't find from just hearing results from a friend or from maybe looking at results on freelance's uh, website so we're going to give you a little fresh perspective that's what you come here for you the listener i would assume is you just come here for wrestling conversations and to kind of feel your mind in that sense probably don't come here for up to the minute news and updates like i said it is now as i'm recording this it is january 24th and this show took place on friday january 12th so i'd rather do a recap late than no recap at all so we're gonna hop right into it to kind of start off the night expectations were set when i walked into the building Powerbomb.tv was in the building. So Powerbomb.tv is a streaming website for lots of independent wrestling promotions. A competitor of theirs, although probably not a strong competitor now, but a competitor in the past could have been perhaps a Flow Slam. From what I've heard, Flow Slam is spiraling or floundering, you could say a little bit, just because they've lost their partnership with Evolve. And that was their really, really big name, the really, really big independent promotion name. So Powerbomb TV and Freelance are now, they have a partnership. You can go to powerbomb.tv backslash promotion backslash freelance, and you can check out 17 freelance wrestling events available, more than 57 hours of video on demand. So you can go there and check out matches like Mustafa Ali versus Leo Rush. You can check out Freelance versus CZW 1 and 2. You can check out Mustafa Ali versus GPA for the freelance title. Uh, there's a whole collection of Mustafa Ali and like all his matches there. Um, so there's a lot of good shows on there that I really even haven't seen. 
Um, they've been happening since kind of the start of freelance and, um, it's a very, and stained glass ceilings, the show is on there as well. So after you listen to this, if you want to go watch the show, you can head over to powerbomb.tv backslash promotion backslash freelance and check that out. So that was some cool news. There were some new cameramen avail kind of walking around, um, doing their thing, uh, filming obviously. And this show is called Stained Glass Ceilings. I might have mentioned that already before. Uh, There's also some starting news. The main event was supposed to be Darren Corbin against Suge D, the current freelance champion. Fortunately, due to flight delays, and that's kind of a it was kind of a common theme of this weekend. Um, it took there was a flight delay that took place with another show that you probably hear about in an upcoming snack size episode. Due to flight delays. Shug D was not going to be able to make it, so he wouldn't be able to defend his title. Now, I don't know the entire story, but I know that his flight was delayed, at least what I've been told, and that he ended up debuting or doing some or being involved in some impact wrestling tapings, which is great. Good for him. It's good to see that he's you know taking up opportunities and he has a chance to be on TV, which I know, depending on your point of view, Signing with Impact Wrestling could be a promotion or something that not a lot of people get excited about just because their turnover is so great. But I feel like that's a step in the right direction for Shug D's career, and congrats to him. So he wasn't there. Um, after conversations with people in the show, just to kind of set the tone here, I was told that this was, first of all, this is a really fun show, top to bottom, and the card at first, kind of without Shug D, didn't really stand out to me, but it completely exceeded expectations. Um, I would say that there has been stronger cards in the past, at least from your initial viewing of that card. There's been stronger cards, and the shows haven't delivered as much as this show did deliver. So it's funny how that kind of works, where some shows I go to for independent promotions is almost like if a couple big names aren't on the card or if they've taken a couple off, it's almost like the entire group of wrestlers wrestling that night kind of rises to the occasion. So I would say if you compare this card, at least least on initial viewing, it wasn't as strong as some of the other ones, but the show was overall better than those other shows that may have had a perception of a stronger card, if that makes sense. So this was an underdog card and it exceeded expectations. I've been told that this is the first time it felt like old freelance in a while. So I'm not going to say you told me that that's what someone told me. And this person is a fan and I thought that was a really cool thing. Now, I wasn't around, or I wasn't, I was around. I wasn't going to, uh, you know, ye- like years one and two of these freelance shows. I kind of came on during the year three um, of freelance. So I don't know exactly what old, old freelance, I guess you could say, feels like. But I would say that that phrase coincides with what I said earlier is that the card as a whole, blew my expectations out of the water, and it was a really, really fun show. So if we want to get into the matches, it started off with an eight-man scramble, right? Airwolf versus Mance Warner versus Shane Saber versus a guy named Harlem Bravado. I believe that's his name. Once again, two heels in a face, not great with names. Versus Scott Story versus Alex Olsen versus Cousin Gator, who's part of a tag team called... Guns and Beer versus Space Monkey. When Harlem Bravado came out, there was this fan section, and I appreciate this fan section. Depending on who you ask, 
there may be one or two people that might have taken their fandom over the top. I think this fan section is very, very loyal and was an important part of this night for freelance wrestling. If you're the wrestler and you're kind of walking out of the curtain, the fan section I'm talking about would be directly to your right. This is an overzealous fan section, and a lot of these people I know or I've met, and they were given Harlem Bravado a hard time. And you could tell, in my opinion, it it caught his attention. It got a little bit of a reaction. I don't know if it phased him or not. That's something, that's something you'll have to have to ask him. But what this fan base really showed to me was that if you're a new guy to freelance, you got to earn your keep with this fan base. Freelance is a very loyal crowd. And this was a new guy, a new face that they'd never seen before, and they were going to boo him. He was a heel to start, but they were going to boo him. After this Harlem Bravado guy came out, Alex Olsen came out, and I thought this was another very good observation as well, and I was talking to someone about this, but you felt the, you felt the, in a sense that it was almost tangible, you felt the loyalty within the crowd just rise to a level 10. No, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it's almost like a, a blanket, a very large blanket of loyalty kind of fell over the crowd when Alex Olsen came out, and you just saw like the complete both ends of the spectrum of a new guy debuting and someone who's in this eight man scramble and someone who just the fans completely love and adore just because of the time that he has put into this promotion. So I thought that was a, just an observation that you could feel basically a tangible observation that I saw. And I told that to someone and they agreed with me. So I feel that that was just a really cool thing to see as well. And good for good on Alex Olsen for putting in all his time and work and effort into this promotion. And the crowd, you know, reciprocates and supports him. So, of course, Space Monkey completely super over. Uh, he gets the win in this match. And he does the Stone Cold Steve Austin double beer can. But he does it with where you get on top of the turnbuckle and you clash the two beers together and drink them he did it with bananas so he clashed his two bananas together and then ate them so relevant now because of you know what happened at raw 25 or the 25th anniversary which i watched and it was fine raw 25 i was a little over underwhelmed at parts and uh i know i thought it could have been a little better but it was it was fine that was my expectations of what it was going to be just kind of a a sideshow uh, for, you know, former legends and things like that. But I really like the Austin part, and I thought Space Monkey did a great homage, if you will, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Speaking of someone who's been pretty loyal to freelance in this next match, Mike Dell, who came out with a Nintendel, I believe it was Nintendel 64 shirt, which I kind of liked was wrestling Kobe Durst. Kobe Durst is someone who I believe the freelance crowd wants to see more of and is getting more of, so that's great. Kobe wins with an awesome version of his finisher where he um, kind of jump, he jumps off the top rope into a code breaker, and code breaker's the person. I think Mike Dell just sold it very, very well. It was, it was very, very well done, the finisher. The next match was Anthony Henry against Jake Parnell. So these are both kind of guys that I was kind of hoping would someone would grab the mic here and tell me a little bit more about themselves. 
And this is coming from someone who hasn't taken time to learn a little bit more. But as the fan, stick out a little bit and make me just gravitate towards you if you, you know, want that fan following. So after this match, it was, and this was a slobber knocker of a match. Complete uh, open hand fists back and forth. There was an exploder suplex on the floor, um, a top rope double stomp to the back, a lot, you know, high spots. Um, but I didn't really know about any of these guys enough to really care, if that makes sense. Not in a bad way. Um, until the end. Anthony Henry comes up with the win. He puts Jake Parnell in a half crab, and with that half crab came some hammer fists on the side. That was a pretty brutal ending. I enjoyed it. And at the end, Anthony Henry does cut a promo. So this is like, great. This is what I've been asking for. Let me give these guys, they kind of have, I would guess you could say, in their name, some more generic names. Anthony Henry, Jake Parnell, right? They kind of have, Jake Parnell comes out with a crazy looking coat, and but there's not a ton to differentiate them or make them stand out in my opinion. So like Anthony Henry grabbing the mic really did wonders for me as like a fan for him and getting to know more about him and like what, who his character is and cuts a promo. And he finally basically said, thank you freelancer finally putting me in the ring with someone so I could show my stuff. So I think this was kind of a coming out party for him, at least in the freelance ring. And then he cuts a promo and calls out Stevie fierce. So that's like, that's, that's a big way to kind of get noticed, go after one of the top dogs, right, in this promotion. So looking forward to an Anthony Henry-Stevie Fierce match. But that was great, like, because Anthony, I, I know who he is now, and there's something I can, like, sink my teeth into with him. Um, so that's great that he cut this promo. Good on him. The next match, going into intermission, and a lot of people will do this, a lot of people who book a show They'll do a really, really awesome match before intermission because then you have the intermission to kind of come down from that and reset. Like you don't want a really, really good match and then someone following it because the people following it are going to suffer from a crowd that kind of just went through a barn burner, if you will. So this match, and I didn't really want any of these two tag teams to lose, to be honest, because I liked both of them. And light, meaning past tense, meaning that one of the tag teams might not be around. Spoiler alert. So, Awkward Team Hunger Force, or GP Ray, as some people call them, GPA and Kylie Ray, teamed up against the unfortunate pairing of Pat Monix and Eye Candy Elliot, or Elliot Paul. And I'm glad that the unfortunate pairing was booked. Both of these teams, I wanted to start that chant, both these teams, both these teams. They started off a little bit of humor, some tabletop action, a little bit of Pat Monix kind of laughing, even though I Candy Elliot didn't want him to, et cetera, et cetera. I felt like a kid in a candy store watching them. I felt like they had the crowd wrapped. I was wrapped around all of their fingers. They had me wrapped around their finger. I was so entranced and intrigued by this match. And it was just a culmination of me wanting all these people to succeed and them all coming together and I didn't really know who to cheer for, and it was a lot of emotions, you could say. The unfortunate pairing ended up taking the victory, which is great. It gives them momentum in this tag team division. At the end of it, 
GPA did a real, real bad thing, a real, real naughty thing, and he turned on Kylie Ray. Very vicious heel turn. The cr- that one fan section that I talked about earlier was all over him, all over him to start. That that crew like to call him the Extreme Chicago Wrestling Crew because of a Facebook group that I was cordially invited to, and thank you for that. They like to start. They like to chant at GPA. They like to use the hashtag Beat Up GPA, which I have been using now, and I've been using on Two Heels and a Face Twitter account now. So continue to use that because GPA deserves it. But what he also deserves is a damn Pulitzer Prize, and I don't even know what that's for. Maybe a SAG award, maybe some kind of acting award. But this was a fantastic, fantastic, slow and methodical and really, really good facial expressions. Um, You felt like he was just kind of like he stuck the knife in her back and he was just slowly kind of twisting it. He like slowly got her in a cross face, which Kylie uses to kind of put people in a way, put people away, excuse me, in matches. Fantastic move by GPA. On the show, I believe February 9th, on the Freelance show, February 9th, um, he's going to explain his actions. So really looking forward to that. But it was just a fantastic, it had me jumping around. It had me screaming at the top of my lungs. My voice was gone. After this match, I was tired. I was exhausted. We went into intermission, and then really smart booking right here as well. After intermission, Darren Corbin comes out to address the crowd because his competitor, Shug D, is not there. And I don't, I, I'm not going to even spoil anything about this promo. Go to F- Freelance Wrestling's Facebook. It should be pinned at the top of their page. If not, it'll be one of the most recent posts or the most recent video that they posted. And Darren Corbin drops a truth bomb slash pipe bomb promo. And yes, he channels his inner CM Punk. He refers to CM Punk. People are like pissed that he's copying. And so the whole point is to copy CM Punk in this whole um, promo. So don't get your panties in a bundle. But it's just a f- <laughs> probably the, the promo, uh, one of the best promos I've seen, independent or non independent, in probably the last two years of watching wrestling. So at top five at least. So. Please go look at that promo. It was fantastic. Very well done. He takes his time with it. He calls out a, a very lucky fan who, fan who was part of the um, the ECW crew, and it's really, really good. So that got me right back into the swing of things, right back into the mood. After that, it was the other two members. Cousin Gator is part of this faction, Guns and Beer. There's these other two members, part of Guns and Beer. I don't really know their names. They wrestled the four-star heroes for the tag team championships. Something I noticed in this match, I think, which is kind of cool, is that the four-star heroes, it seems like they kind of stole Beta's finisher or tag team finisher. Or maybe it was their finisher and then Beta started using it. I don't know. But they kind of used the same finisher. And this was this was your, um, you know, your babyface comeback match and a very good tag team match. And that led us into... All Ego Ethan Page, or the hottest free agent in independent wrestling, wrestling Eric Cannon. All Ego Ethan Page was picking on a new referee. His name was Clark, and he had glasses. He wanted to turn, or he proclaimed to Freelance that because Clark was wearing glasses, that this now turns into a death match because Clark is wearing glasses and there's glass involved in the match. That sounds ridiculous. Ethan Page made it make sense. I don't know how he made it make sense. Um, 
he asked the, the referee if his name was Clark because of Superman. And I thought that was funny. Um, it's I'm not doing his promo and his work justice, uh, but you have to go check out Ethan Page because he is a master wordsmith. This match had a little bit of a slower, play, slower pace, which, you know, Ethan Page plays to the crowd. He slows things down. That's what he should do. Hits the spinning Dwayne or the spinning rock bottom for the win. Then he really, really puts over, grabs a microphone, and he really, really puts over Powerbomb.tv, and he puts over Eric Cannon hard. But I know this is kind of becoming a running thing where you compliment the person after the match and you shake his hand, et cetera, et cetera. But it, that's what Ethan Page said as well. But he said after the match when people usually do it, they're kind of putting over someone who hasn't been in the business as long as Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon has been in the business for a long time, maybe 14, 15 years, maybe even more than that. I don't know. Um, but Eric Cannon is very, very deserving of it, very deserving of it. And All Ego called Chicago second home again, put over Eric Cannon. I thought it was fantastic. Darren Corbin did get a match. He wrestled Gary J after this. Um, Corbin's playing to the crowd very well and definitely playing to that one fan that he got into it with earlier. Uh, I am now a Darren Corbin fan. He completely won me over. Um, there was a little bit of a scary suicide dive. Get Gary J. Kind of looked like he almost hit his head on the bar- on the the barricade or the barrier. Um, and then there was two ginger snap cutters or whatever they're called. I'm not even sure. And Corbin picks up the victory. Of course, the main event wasn't for the title, but is a longstanding rival rivalry. Bucky Collins against the returning, welcome back, Isaias Velasquez. This show ran really late, past 12. So I was a little tired by this point. I was tired after that tag team match before intermission. But Isaias comes out hot. He's very angry with Bucky Collins. He's got a lot, kind of, he's proven that he's a fantastic wrestler, but this is his comeback tour, the start of his comeback tour. So he's still got a lot to prove. Um, And... At the end of it, after a fantastic and creative match and a lot of fire from Isaias Velasquez, Bucky tries to kiss Andy Long, the referee. Um, he kisses Andy Long, the referee, and then he goes. that distracts the ref. Bucky goes for the low blow. Isaias blocks it and does his own kick to the groin. Like I said, Isaias is a babyface, but he is out for vengeance in this match. He's out for revenge. And then three super kicks. A tiger kind of you know it's like a kind of a tiger pile driver or almost a pedigree uh he grabs his hand wraps the person's hands like he's going to give him pedigree and then turns it into a pile driver that's his finisher and he picks up the victory over bucky collins and um i believe mustafa ali tweeted at Isaiah velasquez said i heard you still got it and he definitely does so that was the show it was a lot of fun i'm almost out of breath talking about it it's hard doing a podcast by yourself because there's no one to really talk to. but And I'm just constantly talking. I'm trying to take breaths in between here, but I've cut out all that dead space. But it was fun. Go check it out, powerbomb.tv. Some housekeeping, some news. Two Heels in a Face is giving away two free tickets to Glory Pro show under new management, Glory Pro. Uh, their February 18th show with Nido, Nido versus AR Fox. We're given, we bought two tickets to it and we can't make it. Um, and this is Chris and I, we can't make it. And 
we're giving away those tickets. So two free GA tickets uh, to help with your cost of gas if you need to drive down there and you're from Chicago or if you're from that the St. Louis area. You can just have two free tickets. All you have to do is go to our iTunes page. Uh, it's on a lot of articles within our website on twoheelsandaface.com or just type in Two Heels and a Face iTunes. You'll find it. It has our very, very old logo. We can't get iTunes to change the logo, but it has the old logo. It's still the luchador mask, but it's a black one, and it has two black boots, and it has kind of a, like a light blue background. That's our old logo. If you go there, leave us a positive review, somewhat positive or positive. Don't leave us a bad review. And if, I guess if you uh, really don't like us, then you can leave us a bad review. But if for this, the, the purpose of this giveaway... Go leave us a semi-positive to positive review, and you have to use the hashtag BeatUpGPA in your review. And then um, once you do, like reach out to us over Twitter or Facebook, DM us. The DMs are open. I'm at Chuck underscore Colorado on Twitter. Send us a screenshot of it. I'll verify it, and uh, then I'll get your email, and I'll send you these two tickets so you can have them. So two free tickets. And uh, you can go check out Naito and Air Fox and uh, Jake something. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think I believe it's a, the year anniversary of Glory Pro, but it's going to be under new management. And there's some things moving around and it's still got a lot of lot of potential. Um, the besties wrestle there frequently, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of good wrestling with, under new management. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. We're going to the show, the Freelance Show, February 9th, I believe. Chris and I, we should be there. If not, one of us will be there. And you can go to FreelanceWrestling.com and click on their uh, their upcoming events tab, and you'll find tickets to the show. As far as Two Heels and a Face, you can find us on Twitter at the number two, Heels and a Face. TwoHeelsAndAFace.com for all of our podcasts. We have a SoundCloud. Just go on SoundCloud, backslash Two Heels and a Face. We're on iTunes, hashtag BeatUpGPA. Have a good day. Banana day, you know. And my heart got me.